You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. This is called Pirate Radio. We are refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. Hello, friends. And welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts for this wonderful podcast, but I am not alone in this endeavor. I have two fantastic co-hosts with me every single episode. You know them, you love them. Let's introduce them. In co-host seat number one, the most tenured GGR contributor that we have. In fact, the man just keeps creating more podcasts and more content. We love him. He's also a great musician. You guys should check him out. He's one of my favorite musicians to listen to when it comes to the whole nerdcore. But just also, too, fantastic rapper. His name is MC Brooks. Hey, guys. The creator of the GIF died earlier this week. But I guess it's easier to say that he's just with Jod now. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. <laughs> He's setting the bar high for you, Rambo, because now you're going to have to top that. God damn it. <laughs> In co host seat number two. He's a wonderfully gifted visual artist. He's also incredibly knowledgeable about all things geeky, nerdy, film. Just a very, very diverse man when it comes to his knowledge of geek pop culture things. So much so that we've nicknamed him the professor. His name is James Rambo. I had heard about that guy passing, and uh, at the funeral, you know, a lot of his friends and family got up and spoke, and it was it was really open and and honest about, and everybody was really open and honest about their feelings. Um, people said they found it moving. All right, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say credit for that. I remember that joke early. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So since I think this is a perfect segue here, though, too, for this episode of That the Diner, um, since we're talking about gifts um, and we're going back to the early 2000s, let's continue to take this time machine back in time to a simpler time. When online gaming was a thing, but it really wasn't as robust as it is now. In fact, most people would take their original Xboxes, that first Xbox that was created by Microsoft, and they would string them together. They would have LAN parties, and they would play a game called Halo. I think it was one of the... I mean, it's not—it's obviously not the first first-person shooter. There have been so many before it, but it caught on in a way that, like, in that early 2000s, man, everybody was playing this game. And... Paramount Plus has put out a Halo series. Now, if I'm correct on this one, and I don't remember, they've done other Halo series before, or movies, or they've tried to do something. I didn't watch any of them because I didn't care. But this one was the first one that I made time for. And we're going to be discussing that in in uh, at length today, uh, that first episode. Um, and then just like we always do, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk about it uh, throughout the episodes that we have going forward when we watch more of it to uh, discuss. But I got to say, man, 
the first 20 minutes of this episode, first off, like eh, mild spoilers. We're not going to go into like super, but there really wasn't that many spoilers. I don't feel. I mean, to really give away. Yeah, there, well, yeah. There, I mean, there's not really much to spoil. Not really yeah. much to spoil unless you just haven't watched. Yeah. And in that case, I don't know why they'd be listening if they haven't if they haven't watched it. Yeah, you know what? If you haven't watched it, don't listen. Um, but the first 20 minutes, it was literally like watching the video game. It was. There were so many things. It, it, good lord, is that show intense and brutal? This like, show is violent as fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I'm pretty. I'm pretty decent sensitized okay because i've seen just about everything but like shows like the boys for instance have made me go holy fuck like a couple of times that's the same thing halo did there's there's scenes where people are getting blown to pieces and it's not just like poof like puff of smoke and they're gone no there's blood and gore and limbs being like blown everywhere and i'm just like holy shit and like what it, yeah. it literally goes from zero to a hundred like that quickly. Oh yeah. It's like one, it's like one second, you know, with a uh, uh, Quan. That's yeah. that's her name. Yeah. yeah. One second, you know, her and her friends just hanging out, and the next thing you know, arms are gone, torso gone, and then like all her friends are dead in like a two minute span. Dude, yeah, that yeah, and then that fight scene at that refinery, like they're, whoo man, like. I'm watching it. It's super intense. But then when the Spartans show up, like there were so many nods to the game. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but there were so many nods to the game. Like when he, his shields go down and it starts making the noise and he hides behind something and the shields repower up exact same sound effects. Like they're using the first person visual from master chief's uh, helmet. Like I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, I did think I, that was dope. That was yeah, dope. I really enjoyed that. But like also too, man, like, those Spartans, man, they're no fucking joke, dude. When they took down the um, the aliens, like they he like knocked them down, knocked down the shields, and then like grabs the pistol and just pops them like six times in the head. I'm like, oh my god, but like it's just super intense. Like, but then after that, it was like bam in your face, and then it slowed down, and it told a really compelling story. I thought. Um, I want to go kind of roundtable and just get your impressions. I mean, because we're kind of just like shooting the shit right now about it. But um, MC, we'll start with you. What did you think overall of this, of this first episode? Okay, so let me just say up front, I don't play shooting games, so I don't have the expertise of playing Halo. Okay. I did have an Xbox, but I, I was not very familiar. I know very little about the franchise outside of knowing who Master Chief is, <laughs> knowing that, you know, knowing that it's a shooter, it's a shooter and... Uh, Probably the only other, you know, the only other knowledge I have is that not great red versus blue series from the mid 2000s. <laughs> um, but aside from that, um, so like I, I kind of, so I, like I, I kind of like going into these into these things kind of green um, because I don't really I don't have any lore or anything to kind of to kind of base this on. But I, I found the entire episode really fascinating and it also in some ways kind of reminded me of the mandalorian in some in some ways um and that's not yeah. to say it's like it's a ripoff or that that's necessarily a bad thing I, I don't think it's a bad a bad thing at all um i think everything just from the the, the narrative that they set up very early to some of the action sequences to just kind of where they you know where the story went because it like it was an hour. It was an, the the episode was fifty eight minutes, basically an hour long. And for me, it kind of like breezed by without me really realizing that the, the thing was an hour long, because I was really I found myself really just invested in the story and the action sequences. Like even as someone who's not familiar with the game franchise, and you know, obviously I, I can't pick out specific references um, for things, but I, I found I found I found it just really cool to to watch. Just in general, like I was, I was very captivated. I thought their fight choreography was 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 um was uh was ultimately pretty dope. I thought the acting performances were were pretty dope. Um, I do think, <laughs> um, I like even though I'm not familiar with the franchise, I, I do think the like Master Chief removing his helmet was a little odd. Yeah, um, I, I, we'll I talk do, about I, that too. I, yeah, yeah, I do think that was a that was a little odd, mainly because I feel like they they 
if I, if I had to draw a direct comparison to the Mandalorian, then I, I wish they had handled it kind of like how he handles it, where even when he has removed his helmet, it was never for very long. The entire sequence on the ship where he had his helmet off, I felt like he could have just put it back on after he realized that she wasn't going to shoot him. Like once, like once she got comfortable and she wasn't going to shoot him, then like, boom, put it back on so on and so forth. But like, aside from that, I just, I really enjoyed this first episode. Um, I, it, I also like that, you know, like from some of the other reviews I, I saw online, people who are also familiar with the franchise also, you know, really like it. And they like that it's different than with the game, than like whatever lore they, they kind of had going on in, in the games. Cause I think something like, so something like, um, like Master Chief's uh, helmet didn't come off to like Halo Five or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And that exactly. was like a that was like a that was like a big thing. Um, but yeah, I I I, 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 re I really enjoyed this first episode. Yeah, like that's that's something I'm curious about too because like I I'm not I'm not an expert. Let me be clear, okay? I played the first game. I loved the first game. I thought it was a ton <laughs> of fun. Um, I played the second one a little bit, but I haven't played any of the other ones after. Wait, no, I did play Halo uh, Halo ODST which was basically like you got to play as like troopers and not as a Spartan. So it was more just a first person shooter. Yeah. Um, well, but I it was, did, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the, the, the one thing I did think that was interesting that I read yesterday also is that the, the directors did not they, like, they didn't care about adhering to game lore. Like the, 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 um, I actually have the, the director's quote uh, right here because I, I sent it to someone yesterday after I had um, after I after I finished it. And it literally says we didn't look at the game. We didn't talk about the game. We talked about the characters and the world. So I never felt limited by it being a game. Nice. Because, OK, I'm I'm sure that there are because it, it's the nerd world we live in. I'm sure that there are people who are very upset about him removing his helmet. Because again, you didn't get a reveal of his helmet until the fifth game. But here's the other thing too, is the first game, it wasn't like you can't take his helmet off. It just wasn't discussed. He was like in the middle of like fighting a massive battle. Like, and the second one, they didn't really talk about it either. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't like the Mandalorian where it's like, you don't take these helmets off because you know, this is the way like, so, and again, too, I could be wrong. You know, if, if there's some Halo expert out there, you know, who feels a certain way about it, you know, cool, correct me. I don't really care, though, because it's a video game. And it, it's doing exactly what we discussed in prior episodes, too, where it's like, there's only so much you can do with a video game to make it a compelling series or movie. Like, you gotta, you gotta take some chances. You gotta do some different stuff. And, like, I feel like they're doing that. They're still honoring it, but, like... Yeah, the helmet thing, I agree. It was like he took it off and like it made the point, but then he didn't put it back on. But I think that they're trying to tell a completely different story here because of that artifact that he has. So like I'm I'm for it, dude. I think it's interesting. Just from the standpoint of watching a series and not being like a huge fan of the of the whole like video game series or franchise. Cool, fun. Let this this will be neat. Let, let's let's check it out. And I like what they're going to do with it. It did have a little bit of a Mandalorian feel, but I feel like it's a little bit different with the Mandalorian. Like he shows up, he finds the kid and, and like his moral compass kicks in. Right. I think with this, that artifact triggered something. Right. And cause he's supposed to be like a, a, essentially like a, not an automaton, but like he's supposed to be like under their control. And that's a really interesting thing too, because they're basically making humanity the bad guy, which I'm, Let's see. I want to see how this this turns out. That this first episode was enough for me to be like, okay, so I have to watch this now. Especially too when they revealed that like the leader of the alien like covenant was a human. I was like, oh shit. I don't remember that from the games, but I mean, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I mean, you know, who knows? I was just shooting people back then. You know, it was like, it was, it was like, hey, let's throw a plasma grenade. Let's get a shield. Let's get one of those cool laser swords. Oh man, the freaking plasma sword when the aliens were using them and he like stabbed the dude. Like that was brutal, like super intense. 
Rambo, we haven't heard from you on this, man. What do you what do you think about uh, the Halo series so far, or the first episode? I really dug it. Um, I am not someone who ever gave a fuck about the Halo. Uh, I was a PlayStation guy. I was never an Xbox guy. Um, whenever I'd pick up a Halo game, like I played through a fair amount of the second one because my then girlfriend picked it up, and I was like, "This is a thing we can do together." Sure. Um, but yeah, like I think Halo was was uh, a, like a really big deal because it was the first time you had console co-op um, online. Um, I'm not positive about that, but I think that was like its, it's big claim to fame. Um, yeah. Even if it wasn't the first, it, it did it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it wasn't the first, it was a, it was just a big damn deal that they executed as well as they did. Um, yeah, it was way more violent than I thought it was going to be. Uh, because I, I, from, from you know, vague memory, I remember those games being kind of bloodless, um, mostly due to the technology. Um, and the first time someone gets, like, fucking obliterated in that, in that show, I was like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, but, uh... There is a lot of exposition that is put put out really quickly in that show. Um, if I have one, like I'm I'm fine with the, with the helmet coming off uh, because it makes a lot of sense thematically. Yeah. My issue with it is that it all happens so quick. Like if we got one or two more episodes with Chief doing like doing his fucking Spartan job. Um, and being a little, like, it's kind of like easing us in a little more in, into the, you know, the artifact having, like, fuck with his head. Um, I think that might have worked a little better. Uh, that said, I'm not mad at it. I mean, like, the, him removing his helmet and keeping it off makes sense because up to this point, and, and like, this is also why I think it would be would have worked better if they had gone a little slower with that. Up to this point, um, we, I mean, we don't know for how long, but it's implied for a very long time um, that he just keeps his armor on all the time. Um, like he talks about like how, you know, this is the way that like he can like read diagnostics and, and um, it's also the way we know that like his uh, he's, he's able to transmit back to base, like what's going on uh, in terms of like the actual visuals he sees. Um, so him removing the helmet is, him seeing things with it, it's it's Vader pulling the helmet off at the end of uh, of Jedi. Like yeah. I want to be able to look at you with my own eyes. This is the first time he's acknowledging that he is in fact not just a weapon. He's actually a person. Yeah. Um, so so it, I, I I think that works really well. Also, there was no way that Pablo Sh uh, 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 Schreiber wasn't going to make his face known throughout yeah. the show, <laughs> um, which like. Would have been a ballsy move, um, yeah. but yeah, there's. It, it, I think I'm also not someone who knows a lot about the lore. I know a little bit about some of the background from a couple of the comics, um, but not much. Um, so I think it's less like a Mandalorian thing that, like you know, Chief never takes his helmet off, in so much as just like, well, we never see Chief in a situation where he would take his helmet off. So, like, if you're only telling Batman stories, there's no reason to see Bruce Wayne's face. Like, if it's, if it's a strictly Batman story, um, where he's being Batman, he doesn't take the cape and cowl off. Um, so, that makes sense. Uh, uh, it, it, but it, it was a little odd, uh, you know, in the, in the moment where, like, oh, so we're definitely getting the, that armor off. Okay, that makes sense. Um... But yeah, I thought it moved a little too quick, but I am honestly like I was very pleased with what I saw. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, uh, it was fun, and I I really dig that the first exposure we have in terms of like them the Spartans even being discussed is not a positive one. That you because know, in the Halo games like. Master Chief's badass, like he's a bad motherfucker who shows up and kicks ass, and that's great. And in this in this show, the first exposure we get is like the Spartans are fascists 
who are here to murder all of us. They are lethally efficient in what they do, and we have to try our best to kill all of them. And you're like, oh. So from one perspective, the Spartans are straight up like the villains, and not like the Covenant perspective, like another human perspective. That's an interesting take. Um, Which again, this could be like, very, I mean, like deep lore. This could be very clear, just like, yeah, this is just a part of the story of Halo that I just don't know about. Either way, uh, that sounds great. I also love the fact that the directors and producers and shit were like not focusing on the game, but focusing on the story because they're not adapting the game. They're adapting the story. Exactly. Like, if they're adapting, adapting the game, then you get shit like Doom. If you're adapting the story, then your focus is on because because they're they're different mediums, but they can both tell stories. So they need to, they need to focus on what is actually important as opposed to like, yeah, but you didn't see Chief like run out grenades, um, and then have to like search through and like, find people. How come he didn't teabag anybody? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's like a rocket jump. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, I I am uh, me and Katie watched together. She was she was also really interested in it. Uh, and and really excited to see where it's going to go. So, yeah, I'll fucking down. Yeah, I mean, like, across the board, it was compelling. That's the best way to describe it. Like, it was it was an interesting story. Even if I hadn't ever seen the video game, or played the video games, and then somebody was like, hey, you should watch this. It's, it's pretty it's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty brutal, but, like, it's also got an interesting story. Yeah, because this is a really, really cool story for, like, my friend, friend of the show and uh, Patreon subscriber Miranda had messaged me on um, or responded to um, my post where I said, you know, hey, this is pretty much what I expected, but it's even better. She was like, is somebody who is in the military going to appreciate this? And yeah, because it's taking somebody who is a soldier whose job is to, you know, do or die, basically, and it's giving them a soul. And I think that that's a really interesting take. Like, it's something that I think a lot of people who served would appreciate and like it's I, I, I guarantee you they're going to be people who served who are going to hate it he took off his helmet and, you know yada 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 he had a mission he was supposed to kill the insurgent okay wow so that's where you're going with this cool okay well and enjoy you know being an alt-right fascist my friend like we'll see you later like it there's some really interesting parallels going on with this. And honestly, I don't even think that this is, it's fair to call it a video game adaptation. I think this is really good sci-fi so far, if this is where they're going. Because sci-fi is supposed to be a mirror. Science fiction is supposed to be a mirror that shines back on us, showing us where we're at as a people. But using, you know, advanced technology to show us. And if that's what they're doing, man, I'm I'm for this. And if they just keep on this path, I think this is going to be a really interesting series. Yeah, but I think it can be both, though. I, I, I would I would consider it uh, like a game adaptation because, you mean, one of the first things you mentioned was like the first 20 minutes, they implemented all of these sounds and things yeah. from, uh, from the Halo game. Yeah. And if anything, it should showcase that, you know, maybe we're maybe we're entering an era now and we, we discussed this a few weeks ago, but an era now where we're we're getting good adaptations of you know things that originated as games yeah and if they if if, if this is like if this can you know potentially be the start of maybe people realizing that if you're going to do a game adaptation or if you're going to if you're going to take like a game franchise and adapt it to another medium doesn't necessarily need to be like the game verbatim translated over but there are definitely there are definitely elements that you can take so that when you do transition it over, it can, you know, it can, you know, make, you know, maybe game fans happy, but also make sense for the media, for the story that is trying to tell in this new medium, be that a series or um, a movie. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's showing, I think the problem was before, like when we were talking about like the older video game movies is a lot of times it's the same issue that we had with superhero movies is they didn't necessarily like respect the medium, but then additionally too, like they were all about trying to make it realistic or like trying to make it something, you know, trying to do something with it instead of just being like, here's this awesome thing. Let's do a cool interpretation of that. Like it was always like trying to like logic your way out of it and trying to, 
Yeah, you know, like it was it was just trying to do something outside of what it was, if that makes sense. It does make sense. So first episode so far, so yeah. far, so good. Um, so do you guys do you guys have any expectations for this or are you just kind of like along for the ride? I'm along for the ride, but I am curious uh, and it's mainly because I'm I'm not very familiar with uh with the lore, even though I know this is, you know, the, the, you know, this is not based on the games exactly, but I'm curious if, um, well, I'm curious one, where the story, um, where the story is going, um, how, like how far are they, like how far are they going to go, um, um, as far as like this, uh, you know, humanity being the bad guy kind of thing. But then I also wonder, like, just projecting forward, like, is this. And and this is uh, it's a this this is the reachest of all reaches. But like, is this a series that can I think have more than one season? And again, it's maybe because it's not I'm not familiar with the lore that I don't know. Yeah. I don't know like what other uh, bad oh. guys or or like races or like what other things that they are necessarily fighting. So um, let me give you a little bit of, of background from what sure. I remember. Uh, and most, and this is all almost ex exclusively from memory. So first off, the that home planet of the UNSC Reach, Reach gets like fucking annihilated by the Covenant in the video games. Like in the video game, the first Halo game that you play, Master Chief is the last Spartan. There are no other Spartans left because the Covenant attacked the UNSC headquarters of Reach to wipe out all the Spartans. There's a game, Halo Reach, and you get to play as a whole like squad of spartans and little by little it's kind of like um rogue one they all just get picked off in the end and like they all end up dying so like i'm really curious how they're going to play this out if they're going to follow the video game path or not additionally in halo halo is this ancient religious artifact and the covenant is not just one race of aliens like set on like you know they fucked with our planet, so we're going to fuck with them. No, it's a whole conglomerate of religious sycophants. And, like, there's a whole bunch of different ones. Because if you played the game, there's these big guys that we saw in the first episode. But there's also these, like, weird little snail-looking dudes that have, like, these shells on them. But there's a whole bunch of other aliens as well. Because it's, like, this, like, multi-race religious group that sees... Because we haven't even seen the Halo yet. Because the Halo is this artifact that's, like, kind of like a planet... That is meant to, I'm trying to remember exactly, fuck, um, like meant to be a weapon used to eliminate the flood. And the flood is like this zombie-like thing. So like, there's a lot going on here. I, I don't know exactly what we're going to see with this series, but like, I'm seeing the planet reach and I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. They're fucked. Like, <laughs> like if they follow the lore, but I don't know if they're going to. I have no idea. And in Halo ODST and in Halo 2, the Covenant attacks Earth. So, like, there's all sorts of shit going on here. I, I like, again, they could, like you said, um, they might just be doing something completely different. Like, hey, this is our universe. This is what we're going to do. But I don't know how they're going to play this out. And I don't know how the actual Halo itself that the series and the game are named after is going to play into this. Or if it's just, like, branding, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely, it does make sense. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if this is supposed to be planned as like a uh, um, a one season, you know, like kind of miniseries thing, or if it's supposed to be just an open ended, ongoing. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the very least, I'm curious. Yeah, I am. I am. I am for for sure as well. And. Uh... Yeah, I think that that's one of the, the things that they've done well is that they're it's not clear cut. They're, we don't know exactly what they're going to do. And I think that by them doing what they did with Master Chief early on is immediately like shifting things where it's like, OK, so you, now you have no idea what's going to happen with this story, especially where they're setting it in a timeline. So we shall see. Yeah, so kind of putting a, a, an end cap on it. Uh, yeah, I'm in for this series, man. Looks cool. Looks dope. It's brutal as shit. Um, I'm really curious on how they're going to do this and where they're going to take it. Um, 
let's let's do um some classic at the diner stuff man let's let's talk about what we're watching right now um but we'll also go into like any news and notes that we have um mc what have you been watching man other well obviously other than halo <laughs> um well i've uh really been big on um quite kind of a few different things um the bel air series on peacock is fucking phenomenal is yeah, it like, like it I is. see a lot of people talking about it, but I don't know. It's more of a serious take than it is a comedy. Is that correct? That's correct. But there is there is comedy in it. So like it's okay. it's not it's not devoid of comedy, but it's not it's not as comedy focused as like the original uh, Fresh Prince uh, show was. But I, but I also I, I kind of really like it because I feel like it does it it gives us. A, a ton of the character moments, like the character character interactions that we enjoyed, but I feel like it it also fleshes out more of the characters in ways that it kind of took them seasons to do on the original show, whereas we're getting a lot of that development kind of very early, um, very early in this one. Like, um, and, and I like some of the changes that they made for uh, for this version of it, like. Uh, Carlton, for example, deals with like anxiety, and it's like a it's like a big big thing. I don't want to spoil, but like the ways in which you see that manifest over the course of the season and how they like it affects his relationships to several of the other characters, it's super dope. And they do a better job of really fleshing out like why Will had to leave Philadelphia. Like they kind of gloss over it with some of the original stuff, like you know he got in trouble, and you know he got shipped. But, like, the first episode really dedicates a lot of time to, like, showing you, like, who Will was in Philadelphia, what his life was like, who his friends were, you know, so on and so forth. And kind of really goes into detail, showcasing, like, okay, like, what exactly happened that made him have to leave? And, yeah, it's it's been super, it's been super, super dope. And, like, there, there are so many great homages that are paid to uh, people from you know the original cast in fact in this week's episode two characters from the original um show up oh, yeah <laughs> uh they they show up and they're 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 in a in a very pivotal part of uh, uh a very pivotal scene of of, uh, of the episode and i thought that was dope um there's also a really great painting of uh you know um the og uncle phil in this in um in it too like it does it's, it's, it's such a well done show and you know i'm i'm very curious to see just kind of where like where they're going to go because it's it's like they're obviously borrowing lots of elements from like you know um from the original show like you know will and lisa and carlton and that whole kind of weird triangle thing but it's also there the dynamic is also fleshed out a lot more and it's 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 really well done and the fact that it's called bel-air is really better is, is really a good thing because even though will is the main character like the like the entire family is really the focus here and it does it's done a really good job of just distinguishing itself from the original and kind of being its own thing and being fresh and new while also like giving us some of those connections to what we enjoyed about the original Rambo, have you been watching it at all? I have not. I had heard mostly bad things. Really? <laughs> um, and I, mostly about the pilot, or at least the first episode. Um, and there's there's one article I keep seeing floating around that I've, I've been meaning to read. Um, the headline is along the lines of, um, Bel Air proves that representation isn't enough. Um, but I, I don't have an opinion because I haven't seen it. Um, I'm that's, a, that's an interesting take. <laughs> it, yeah, it was so. I I have kind of skimmed it a little bit, the article, and it seems to be that the point is, the frustration seems to be that they have, the show is taking what was, for the most part, a fairly lighthearted. Um, it's so weird to say like Cosby Show style. Because that now means something yeah. completely different. <laughs> um, but you know, an affluent black, black family that, for the most part, was fairly light and like you know wasn't about showing like black pain and suffering, and recentering it, recentering the show so that it's now much more serious and like 
going in much more serious topics. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not super qualified to make, you know, too many comments on this. <laughs> that's, um, that's but, yeah, interesting because it is a very modernized, because it is a very modernized take on, um, on the series overall. Yeah. And, and like, like, I, I think that that's a good thing. Cause like, I think it, it does a good job of distinguishing that. Like the, 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 the black pain thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll I, drop I, the uh, the link in the chat. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know if I can if I can necessarily agree with that, especially because like the the the, the central theme that you really the, the central theme that you get, especially as you continue to watch, is like fam like family is important, right? Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, regardless of like whatever issues they have, even the issues they have with each other, like they're all the, the focus is on them as a family and being and being there for each other. And we've really seen that in like the last, I want to say, like two to three episodes, especially with some of the character moments in which you can see the ways in which they really kind of show up for each other. And again, kind of the way the ways that they've, I, I guess, I, I enjoy some of the changes that they've made to. Um, characters in modernizing them where Hillary is not just like airhead and money, you know, only aiming for rich dudes where she's like, you know, she's very independent. She's like, they, they, they go down at like an influencer thing and really, um, you know, honing in on that, like her trying to be independent from her family while also like being part of it as well. Yeah. It's, I guess I, I think, I think it's really really compelling I, I really do want to read this article uh when you yeah. find it because uh, i'm i'm curious to see um you know what, ex what exactly they say especially because now we're on the eve of the finale the finale comes out next week so yeah i, I found i dropped the uh, the link in the chat um it looks as though it's from it's from mid-february it looks like they they'd watched the first three episodes at a minimum um and yeah i mean the, the general complaint just seems to be like you took this thing that was light and fun and you know did occasionally go into to serious topics um and, and didn't shy away from just like they, those weren't the focus uh and and seemed to more kind of centered around not necessarily black pain but um much more complicated, much more difficult conversations, which, like, okay, fine, but I was here because you know it was it was it, it seemed like you took like like the Sherwinners took what was designed to be like kind of a respite uh, and a, a a refuge of sorts um, from reality that occasionally did dip back into it. Uh, and was like, no, no, here's all the reality, all the time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm honestly hearing hearing your recommendation makes me much more curious to watch the show because after you know the the pilot dropped, I was like, oh, okay, well let's see what's what. And then I saw a lot of the reaction. I was like, oh bummer. Well, okay. So yeah, yeah. I, maybe I'll give it a shot. I probably will too. I mean, because I love the series, the original series, and when it comes to TV dads, Uncle Phil is still one of my favorites. And I mean, I definitely want to see it, period. Like, but at the same time, like, I'm curious what this person has to say about it. Like, I can appreciate, because I, I did a quick skim too, and I can appreciate what they're saying where it's like, hey, this is cool, but it's not enough. And I mean, that's ultimately like, you know, everybody's opinion, you know, you're, you're, it's your right to have that. And as long as they're not like, the one that, oh man, the, the the movie, and I haven't seen it yet. We're actually going to watch it this weekend. But the ones that have been grossing me out are just the, the just guttural reactions that mostly white dudes are having to turning red. And like, oh god, yeah, like I yeah. Didn't even, yeah, Oof. yeah. I have not even seen the movie yet. I have it's not even seen good. it. Um, it it looks good, and it probably is going to be good because it's 
it's Pixar, and like honestly, like I love the subject matter already. Like, hey, this is about a, a girl's dealing with change when it comes to her body and it comes to you know growing up. Like, that's a that's not something that's really been done. Short of are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Like, I mean, this is something that probably needs to be said, and like. The fact that people are like, I can't identify with this. What the fuck is wrong with you? You have no women in your life at all, period. End of sentence. Like, you've never had to deal with this ever. Like, wow, what a fucking horrible life you've lived where you did not, like, try to identify with anybody other than yourself and people who look and act exactly like you. Like, it is particularly telling that people are reacting so harshly to what is not even a subplot, it is a minor plot point um, in the movie. The movie yeah. is not about a girl having a period for the first time. Yeah. Um, the, the movie is about a an adolescent girl growing older and having to assess where her... Like, does she need to pick between her family and her friends being the person that her parents want her to be versus being the person that she truly is? And that literally shows how wrong the media is in portraying it that way yeah yeah and like if yeah. if if all it's about a girl getting her period that's not all it's about okay. not even a little bit but also yeah. like yeah have you never had to buy tampons or like does do these people not have mothers or sisters or yeah. uh um like i just what <laughs> yeah i don't understand or like just like you don't. You, you didn't grow up with people that have like that menstruate. Like you never ran into that. Like it's the most. We we had a single bathroom in our house, and it was me, my parents, uh, and my two sisters. It's not a big house, so there wasn't a lot of storage room in the, the bathroom. So we kept all the the feminine hygiene stuff in the closet in the hallway. And so, like, frequently you would hear, like, somebody call from the bathroom, like, for toilet paper or a pad, because it's just a thing you need. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I, I grew up just, like, handing my, my sisters and my mom pads through the bathroom door. Like, it's just a thing. Like, I'm not I, acting like a fucking I, cow when you had to do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, obviously I was vomiting everywhere when it happened. And it was obviously. You know, horribly traumatizing because i'm a little tiny baby boy um <laughs> i just like i the wee baby man <laughs> I, I i just i've never understood like are these do these same same people have like panic attacks when they have to buy toilet paper because they have like they have to publicly acknowledge acknowledge that they shit Oh man, someone sneezed. That's disgusting and gross and it's horrible. And like, I don't ever want to talk about it ever again. Like you shouldn't even bring it up because that's a bodily function. And like, it's none of my business and that's gross. Like that's, that's what that sounds yeah, like to me. Exactly. Like, 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 don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone should like, be proud of your period. Like, but don't be ashamed <laughs> of it. Go girl. Like, be, like be as, feel the same way you feel about taking a piss. Like it's something your body does that you have to deal with. And we, and, it, and it's necessary for your, your functioning as a human being. Yeah. But this whole idea of like, like, Oh, it's, it's so gross. Oh, it's so embarrassing to have to go and buy tampons. Oh, what, what are they going to think? What, what, what are, what are they going to think that you, you care about someone that you love someone that's not you? Yeah. Or that, Oh, my father uh, told me a story once uh, when he was, um, you know, one, one of the many times he had to go and buy pads and he said he was in line and uh, there were two teenage girls behind him that were like giggling about the fact that he's buying them. And he just turns around and looks in the eye and goes, what can I say? It's just my time of the month. <laughs> and they just immediately like, what, what? <laughs> and just shut them down. But yeah, it's, it's. I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, it is, it is, it's weird to say a privilege. It's just, I don't know, it's an experience that I just don't fucking get because I grew up surrounded by women. So, like, it's just a thing. Like, why is this, why has this become such a fucking issue? Like, 
I think it was an issue. And I think it's slowly working its way out. Because, like, I mean, like, I think a lot of guys are starting to realize that this is a fucking dumb thing to make a, de- a big deal. And, like, what's baffling to me is the ones that have zero con- – who had sisters, who had a mother, and just have no idea what it's like. Like, there's there's – it's cataloged in the great annals of the internet of like all of these guys who have had to help their significant other, like get pads now that they've been dating for a while and now that they're married or living together or whatever. And they have no concept at all of what to do or how to help. And they're just like completely yeah. like just inept at the whole thing. And like, how sad is that? It's Apparently, fucking depressing. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, like, and we, we, you know, we can always come back to the, the, the classic Sally Ride story. Um, you know that story, right? <laughs> yeah, she's going to space for, what was it? Oh, it was it like seven week. days. Yeah, and they were like, oh, we got you 857 pads just in case. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't quite that much. But it was, it, it was, I think it was like 100. It was yeah. like 100 tampons. <laughs> and they're like, is that enough? And like, oh, on the one hand, you know. Good job going above and beyond, fellas. But it's also like, you're fucking NASA scientists. None of you know? uh, Like, ask. Ask. Hey, what would you need? I'm not familiar with this. Is this this enough? Like, just baseline... Like, God. (laughs) It's so... I... It's one of those, like... On my end, it is like baffling and frustrating. So I cannot even imagine what it is like for people that menstruate to have to deal with this kind of shit. Yeah. Where like it's we're, like we're, like it's embarrassing to like ask for a tampon for somebody. Like it's just a thing. It's just a thing. Like people are gross. We're all disgusting. We're yeah. all excreting. Right. And like processing waste, and like sh- like shedding skin everywhere, and leaving hair and shit. We're organic. We're like we're organic organic beings. That like as an organism, you're gonna be putting off organic material. Um, okay, and yeah. I just uh, Turning Red is a fantastic movie. Um, yeah. It's MC. Have you watched it? Uh, not yet. No. Dude, there is so... I'm sure there are two dozen anime references that I didn't get. Um, <laughs> but there's a bunch of... Re- like, there's a bunch of, like, Sailor Moon things and, like, specific Magical Girl stuff. Uh, I know that the whole thing with, like, turning into an anima, animal is, like, Ronma One Half. And, like, I think there's another anime as well um, about it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's beautifully animated. Like, all the designs look really cool. I have a couple little gripes about um, some of the design stuff, but overall, I still think it looked really good. It's really, it's 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 a it's clearly a Pixar movie, but it is kind of like taking some of those little little like hints and um, uh, uh, visual cues from stuff like uh, in the Spider Verse, in that they kind of will blend some two D in places. Um, Funny enough, I saw there's a trailer for a new Puss in Boots movie that is doing the same kind of thing, uh, and it is really visually appealing to me. Um, but yeah, it's a story about being... It, it's, it's a story about fucking... It's coming of age, but like specifically about going through puberty, and also, like, what does that mean for me as someone who, like, is in a culture uh, where it's expected that I will, do, I will be the perfect kind of daughter for my parents? Yeah. Like, if you can't relate to having to meet the expectations of your parents while also wanting to be your own person, congratulations on not having any hardship in your life. Right. <laughs> like, additionally, what? additionally, too, like, we've talked about this before. Whether the character is white or black or Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist or male or female, you should be able to identify with somebody's struggle, even if they don't necessarily look like you. And, like, mostly I'm talking to white dudes here because they're the ones that seem to have the problem with this. Like, it is okay to identify with somebody that doesn't look exactly like you because every movie for the first hundred years of cinema was all about you. Like, 
I will sum this up very simply. If you watch Turning Red and your takeaway is, I can't relate to that character, but you watch Ratatouille and you didn't have that same problem, you're full of shit. This movie's bullshit. I'm not a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you watched A Bug's Life and you didn't have any problems with it, if you watched Cars and you didn't have this issue, you're full of shit. And you need to just cop to it. Because it's not about the fact that, like, oh, well, uh, this, you know, the story, like, the character themselves, like, I just can't relate to being, like, a, a, a Korean girl in Canada uh no you are you're just a fucking racist and an asshole and and a a misogynist you know and and a misogynist and like it's it's pretty clear and straightforward and like oh i I will say this though um in the same way that uh onward fucked me up because of father uh father-son feelings yeah me and katie watched uh watched turning red together and the end fucked her up with mother-daughter feelings. Uh-oh. Um, so be forewarned. It gets pretty heavy at the end. Again, it's a fucking Pixar movie. Like, you're yeah. there for the feels. Um, but yeah, both me and her were, were pretty pretty broken up by what I, was going I appreci- on. I appreciate that heads up, because you know that, that you and I and oh, yeah. Katie, too, shared the dead mom feels. So oh, I yeah, appreciate You're going to be feeling that real hard. Yeah. Um, okay. But it's 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 really well done. Um, all the voice work is fantastic. Sandra Oh is phenomenal. Um, a- Abby, the character of Abby, is fucking hysterical. Everybody's it's it's all really funny and engaging and 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 really pretty. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. I mean, obviously, opinions differ. If you watch something you didn't like it, that's whatever. But if you came away from that movie and you're like, I can't relate to this character. I don't know what to fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, and where where can we watch it? It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. All right. There we go. Um, I have. Oh well, MC. Um, so, um, Bel Air, you're watching that. Anything else? Well, Atlanta just came back uh, yesterday. Oh, I have not so... started that, and I've been meaning to. Uh, yeah. No. This. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Uh. Because I, I, I'll be honest, I totally forgot. I mean, they, they have literally, they've had a three-year, like, absence. Shit, um, okay. So, it's not, it's not, it's not terribly surprising. Um, yeah, they, they, um, so that just came back yesterday, and my immediate thought after watching episode one is that Donald Glover heard literally everyone compare Atlanta to Dave and say Dave was better and took it personally. Because this, the like these first two episodes should show you why this, like this show is not Dave and is very different, just just overall. Um, so having not seen Dave, what a what are what, what would I be missing out on there? So like, okay, so like, just least, by, by, by the comparison, I, mean, I, I can, I can, okay, well, I can, I can say this personally, like, I have a bias because I hate Little Dicky, and I hate that he's a culture vulture that propelled himself into comedy by uh, making rap music comprised of all of the worst stereotypes about what rap music is. So I, I am vehemently opposed to him as a person. On a um, cellular, especially cellular because, level, you know? especially like, because yeah. he because he admitted that that's what he did that he he specifically used it he speci- he he specifically did it for the sole purpose of launching his comedy career that that this TV show was always the end game for him he didn't yes. actually care about the music he's done a good job of scrubbing that from the internet but there's a there's an interview he did with the Breakfast Club I want to say in like 2014 2015 where he admits it. Like all, all of his, all of the little racist blogs he used to write with all these anti-black stereotypes, all that, all that's gone. But, um, like in a nutshell, um, like the, the, the comparison, but the, the two shows are compared because it centers around like the, this cast of characters that are basically trying to get big with rap music. Um, in, 
um, Atlanta centers, you know, Donald Glover's character and earn um, Paperboy with um, a guy, um, Brian, I Brian can't, Tyree I Henry. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry and um, the Keith Stanfield and uh, Zazie Beats, you know, and it's, so it's she's in it too? yeah, she she's she plays yeah. uh, she's she's earns love interest, at least uh, like she's the mother of his child. Oh, okay. Um, but um, so like the, the comparison is, is it starts literally there. Now where they tend where they where they separate is that Atlanta, it, Atlanta is a really funny show. It's a show that you can you can watch and you can get and it's really funny. But there are very specific cultural and like racial things that are tied into the story that make it extra funny if you are black, right? There, there are certain scenarios and the, like there's certain types of humor that come up that's very specific, and like you know it when you when you see it. It's it's very it's very funny and it, it like it deals with a lot of um, like how Jordan Peele kind of used or turned uh, like race or uses race in like this horror trope. There yeah. there are moments in Atlanta that are not that there are certain episodes episode one of this season especially. Um, but there's a, another episode in season two um, that you kind of you kind of you kind of see that that trope really get used, and so like it's very brilliant, very brilliantly done. Dave seems to be in the same vein, but like without all of the like racial commentary, almost kind of like a sanitized version of it. Oh, like focusing more more so on the comedy and less about everything else. It's which inauthentic. It would, yeah, which which like it, like if hey if if that's the kind of show they want to make, sure, but people for, for from everyone I know who has watched both, they are just like Dave is funny, but Dave is funny if you've never seen Atlanta and and don't under and like don't see why those shows have been compared, and especially with Atlanta being off, like I said, it's been off for three years. There, you know, season two came out in 2019. Then it's very easy with the way that, you know, our society works. And, you know, with, you know, there's so much stuff coming out now that it's very easy to just forget that things happen or yeah, to, to miss stuff. Like we like we we talk all the time about how we, we miss things because like there's just so much stuff happening, trying to balance life with like the fact that there are 50,000 shows coming out on 50 streaming services every month. Um but yeah, so that that's that that's like that's the the comparison um, between the two, and yeah, so Atlanta came just came back um, just came back yesterday, and it 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 just showed that like it's like it's much more than just the comedy, but the comedy is obviously something that's driving that that it, that drives the series and just the way that it that it uses that it uses it to kind of highlight disparities and like real issues and and whatnot um so yeah like that that just came back i was very happy to see that that it finally um that it finally came back and they're doing something very different this season where they're not in atlanta anymore they're actually this this season is taking place where they're overseas um, oh shit okay <laughs> which is uh which which uh which definitely showcases itself with uh uh, with something concerning blackface that happened <laughs> in episode two. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 it, I'm laughing because it's it's funny in the, in the way that it, that it 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 handles it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that show's fucking brilliant. Yeah, so yeah, I um I do want to pop in real quick and mention sure. that I just yeah, I, yeah. I didn't even know who Little Dicky was, and I just looked him up and just looking at his pictures. Fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like he's a rapper? Oh no! Fuck all of this! Like this guy can eat yeah. all of my ass! Like no thanks! Like, especially like because this whole thing, like his debut album is called Professional Rapper, leaning into like that that thing that a lot of white rappers do sometimes, where it's like, oh, I need to come in and save hip hop from the people that are, you know, turning it. into this thing, while also doing that thing where it's like, you know, I want to rap, but I'm just awkward and white, and how am I gonna? you know, rap when I'm just awkward and white and like, I don't, I don't go to the club and I don't, I don't have bitches shaking ass. And it's like, like, is that all you think rap is like for real? Like that's, 
hey, here's an option. Um, I, I, I want to rap, but I'm awkward and white and I don't know what to do. Then don't fucking do it. <laughs> you could not. How about that? How about you don't fucking rap? Well, it's I mean, a novel concept. There's a way to do that and and be that, that, that. I think in hearing you you talk about it, MC, I think that's the biggest problem is like it's inauthentic. Yeah, it, it comes. It, it's it's the Big Bang Theory D and D episode versus the Community D and D episode. One of those yeah. things is we're using this as a setup to make jokes. The other one is the setup is the joke. We love this so much that we are going to show you how much we love it and what's funny about it. It's yeah. it's it's uh, Star Trek uh, Lower Decks. Star yeah. Trek Lower Decks yeah. is some of the mm -hmm. best Star Trek I've seen because it's both one, it loves it, but two, it makes fun of it. And like, it's one of those things. And I and I I'm not gonna like say he's the most amazing because he's not. He's he's okay. And I remember as a kid thinking he was a great rapper. I was blown away by like his storytelling aspects. But like Eminem, the difference between somebody like Eminem and this guy Lil Dicky is like at least Eminem came from somewhere where he's like speaking about his history, speaking about his life. Now now right looking back on it maybe not so much but like at the same time too yeah. like it's hard to it's hard to take somebody seriously when you find out that they were like oh yeah i was doing all of this as a gimmick this yeah. was all designed to be a setup to get me this show Fuck yeah and 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 there's even and if, and if you think about it like there's there's also ways to like you can do comedy rap like weird al has done some hilarious comedy rap yeah. um um uh God, what's the dude from SNL? Uh, Lost Island. Andy, Andy, oh, Lonely, uh, Lonely yeah, Island. Yeah. Sandberg. Yeah. Lonely Island. Yeah, like that's kind like that's comedy rap that's funny. It's done well, and it's not. It's not. It's not. The joke isn't. Hey, I'm. You know, I'm just. Real, I'm not good at this, and blah blah. blah. Like, yeah. it's not. Making, I'm a white guy, and I'm rhyming words. Hippity hop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that. Yeah. That's that. That's the that's that's the thing I find frustrating because like his backstory is like. He was he was working like some shitty office job, and then just started like he like he like he again like it was one of these things that he just admitted he admitted to. He just started doing the thing, and then when he started doing it, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna exploit this." And Jesus and then Christ. you know he got coist he got all the cosigns, and you know you know now he has the you know the highest rated comedy on FX. Yeah, I'm good. I won't watch it. I've already no. I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit how funny it is. Like, don't care. No thanks. Not for what me. What I don't understand is why so many people are down for it. Like, why? Because I I know a lot of folks who are like it's, into that shit. It's, it's probably just the novelty of it. I mean, like, if you if you think about it, like we just in terms of society in general, we're we're always intrigued by. The person in the area that doesn't look like they're supposed to be there. Yeah, like, it's, out, it's a reason why I got water. Like, yeah. So it's yeah. like, like rap is largely a black, it's largely a black art form. The majority of the people you see in it are black. So like the novelty of seeing this white guy come in and like, be good, like I won't say Lil Dicky's not good. He can, he can rap. He's good. He's, he's good at it. I, I won't give him that much, but it's the novelty of like, Oh, you're not supposed to look like that and be able to do that. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, and, and then the further away you are from yeah what the expected norm is, the greater the novelty and the more interest it draws. Yeah, so, yeah, and that, and that's that's largely what it, what it is for for him. Like I said, he's done a really good job of like scrubbing all of that stuff from the internet. So like, if you don't know where to look for it or you don't know. To, to you don't know even to look for it you'll never you'll never know it because it's not on he you know he got rid of his original web page where all that stuff was housed his wikipedia has been scrubbed clean anything anything that had any of his negative opinions from like six years ago all that's been scrubbed like you you can't find you really can't find it what kind of racist shit did he say I, i'll have to I, i'll have to find i have to find it it's been a while since i've i've actually looked it up Cause I, I I learned about all this stuff uh, like six or seven years ago. Yeah, I just like I'm not gonna like try to tear the dude apart, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, okay. I mean, <laughs> Atlanta. There you go. Watch Atlanta. Atlanta's good. Um, Dave. Fuck Dave. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website. GreatGeekRefuge.com 
for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.